happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. What's going on out there? How are we doing on a Tuesday? Today is the, what is today? The 24th, January 24th, flying through January. Wow. What is happening out there? How, how's your week so far? On today's show, like we do every Tuesday, math theory. Now remember, they don't always directly line up with uh, sports betting. Sometimes it's just a little bit about probability statistics, but I always try to make them fun, entertaining. And uh, today we're going to be talking about something called the birthday paradox. It's it's really, uh, it's kind of captivating for people who don't love probability, don't love statistics, because the answer is wildly different from what most people would think. And again, this is just to bring the idea back that Sports betting incorporates all this stuff. And if you don't have an understanding of how math works, how the hell are you supposed to bet sports? So we'll bring it back to sports at the end, but this is called the birthday problem. Uh, I think it's really interesting. Before we get going, special thanks to uh, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the place you want to go for player props, whether it's daily fantasy style games or uh, player prop parlays, which pay out huge. I mean, pay out better than any other sports book. Check out Thrive Fantasy. Anything player props, everything player props, it's so much fun. You can make more money, and it's fun. There's DFS-style contests. You build a whole lineup with player props. So check them out online, Thrive Fantasy. Put in promo code SBD for a deposit match up to $100. Also want to thank Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports better, edge.com. They've gotten rid of the VIG, gotten rid of the minus 110. So you can start making more, losing less every bet you make with Better Edge. When you sign up, put in promo code SBD for a free 20 bucks. You don't even have to I even have to deposit anything. I'll just give you a free 20 bucks for signing up with promo code SBD. That's betteredge.com, promo code SBD. All right, let's get to it. The birthday paradox. So let me start off by asking this with the birthday paradox. What are the odds, or let's put it this way. How many people would you have to have in one room to have a 50% chance that any of them share a birthday? Right now, there's 365 days in the year. Many of you may just divide by two and say whatever half of 365 is, that's what the odds are. And then we'll have a a 50% chance that at least two of them share the same birthday. Well, the answer is 23 people. Now, most people think that's, that's dramatically low. They almost think this is impossible. Wait a minute. You have a room with only 23 people in it. There is a 50% chance two of them share the same birthday, it doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem legitimate. It doesn't seem to be rooted in in anything that we understand, but it's the truth. So this is an an example of how something that we can see with our eyes, we can look at a room, 23 people, ask a question, something we all know a ton about, but most people, I'd say like 99% of people who are mathematicians get this problem wrong. So to again, kind of bring it to sports betting, This happens all the time, whether it's an injury or travel or whatever it is. When you're pricing things, it's so difficult just to say, oh, how much should this be worth? It should be worth this. And to make a bet based on that. Because as a sports better and as winning sports bettors, the only time we ever make bets is when we identify lines that are wrong. If we make a bet that's minus 110, that's in a way us saying it should be at least minus 115 or more expensive. Otherwise, we wouldn't be making the bet. So how are we supposed to be able to accurately say what the price should be if we can't do simple math, probability statistics problems correctly outside of sports? Why do we think we can correctly do this in the world of sports? So let's get back to the problem. You only need 23 people in a room to guarantee that there's a 50% chance at least two of them share a birthday. Now, there's some rules in this, in this paradox. No twins and no leap years, right? We're not getting all cute over here. 
So to do this and to prove this mathematically, we're not going to spend a ton of time for the actual formula and the math, but here's how you do it to prove mathematically. You assume that there's one out of 365 odds for each person, right? To have a, to have a birthday. There's 365 days in a year, one person, you can only be born on one day. So the odds are one divided by 365. So you may be tempted to just add all these up. So what a lot of people would get would be 23 divided by 365, but that's actually not correct. To get the right answer, you have to start here. To calculate the probability that any two people share a birthday, mathematically speaking, we work backwards. We start calculating the odds that they don't share a birthday and adding that up. So how you do that is, for person one, they start with 365 over 365. They obviously have their own birthday. They're accounted for. Essentially, that's the birthday they share with themselves, which we'll take care of later in the process. Then we multiply that by 364 divided by 365, the odds that they don't share a birthday, okay? And we keep going for each person in the room. So we do 364 divided by 365 times 303 divided by 365 times 362 divided by 365. You see where we go. You do it over and over and over 23 times or however many you want yourself. So for this problem, we do that 23 times. And by the way, I'm not going to go into factorials or other ways to do math because this isn't some deep dive complex algebra trigonometry podcast. So we're going to kind of skip through that part. But going through the tedious math, avoiding the calculations, after 23 people, what we end up with is 0.4927, aka 49.27%. But remember, we were calculating the odds they don't share a birthday. So you simply subtract that from one, one minus 0.4927, and it's just over 50%, the odds. So that's how you do the math. That's how we can prove our, 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 the math here and prove that the answer is 23 people is all you need to guarantee a 50% chance two of them share a birthday. So here's the trick of this whole thing. The trick of this paradox is that it, rev and, and by the way, there is no trick like a, like a riddle and it's like a brain teaser. It's like, hey, everyone's going to go, oh, okay. What I mean is the reason why it's so complex and hard to understand, it, that's the trick I re I'm referring to here, is the paradox revolves around the fact that all people, all 23 people in the room are comparing birthdays with all other 22 people, with everyone else. See, if we just specify one person, let's, let's pick one person out of the 23 and bring them aside. That's a completely different story. Then see if, if we just said, okay, let's, let's pick person one out of 23. What are the odds now that each of us individually share a birthday? That's not the same problem. What we're doing here is you're comparing yourself onto everyone else, mirroring everyone else. So it becomes an exponential factor. So let, let's follow along with my example there. If we just had one person what do you think, listening right now to the podcast, what do you think the number would be of other people we would need to get to guarantee the same 50% chance? How many people would we need to put in the same room as that one person to say, okay, now just evaluating based on mirroring this one person, how many other people would we need to guarantee 50%? That number is 253 people. We would need 253 people to guarantee a 50% ch uh, chance birthday match for the one individual. But that's not the birthday problem. 
That's not the birthday paradox. The birthday paradox says, what are the odds any one person shares a birthday with any other one person? When you think about math in, in, in such a complex way, it's, I say this all the time, human beings are not meant to understand math. We're not meant to look at a, a problem like this and come up with a number. I mean, evolutionarily, is that a word? Evolutionarily, throughout the human evolution, we don't have a reason for that. You know, humans tell stories because storytelling is what kept humans alive for a long time. The storytelling process is what allowed humans to live and grow and thrive as a species for, for, for a long time. That's why humans find stories where they don't exist. That's why a human can look at trends in the NFL or NBA and say, oh, look at their eight and two of their last 10 Thursday night games or whatever it may be. That trend is meaningless, but humans want to find patterns and tell stories for things they see when often it's just noise. It doesn't make any sense at all. We think it may make sense, but it's noise. So when the sports books have have loads of data and analytics and all these people who know the same stuff I do, who've been educated and gone to school for it and have masters and PhDs, and they're coming up with lines mathematically. How are you supposed to say, yeah, I'm betting against the Red Wings tonight? Why? Well, they're cold lately. Their goalies out, injuries. It's essentially impossible to bet sports that way. So I guess that's the kind of takeaway is, yes, that's a complex problem. It's very fun, the birthday paradox. But what you should take away is, if you think you can assume prices in sports betting without the knowledge or skill of complex math, good luck. Because betting in sports, again, is about what are they charging and what should the price be? And it's, I can't tell you, myself as a pro, how often it is I'll bet a hockey game where I have a certain, you know, I, I have the VIG free line at, let's say like 50, let's say 60%, right? Exactly 60.0%, just for the sake of simplicity. I think team A uh, is a 60% winner, and I think Team B is a 40% winner. What that's represented as in the line is Team A minus 150, Team B plus 150. So if Team A is minus 145, guess what? I'm making that bet. It's a minuscule difference. It's a tiny, tiny margin, small edge, but it's a profitable plus EV bet. So the point is, how can you identify that? You have to be super, super hyper-confident in your numbers, aka in that example, my 60% win percentage for team A. What if it was 60.5%? What if it's 59.5%? Those change my bet. So if you're not confident exactly to, to a tenth of a decimal in your number, I don't think you should be making bets expecting to win. So that's what this does. If you can't tell me to a tenth of a percent what the birthday paradox is, I don't think you're prepared in my, I know that's kind of harsh, but you know, that's, I, I think, what it takes to be ready to, to fight fire with fire and beat sports books at math. You know, I mean, how can you make a minus 110 bet if you're not extraordinarily confident that price should be at least minus 115? And if you use your assumptions without the use of a computer or some way to find good numbers, you're left with the intuition that has plagued sports bettors for decades. I mean, when it comes to math, probability, statistics, it just it, it, it doesn't work to sit down and bet sports just looking at ESPN, being smart at sports. I mean, when I went back to school in my late 20s, I did it for one reason. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't love academia. I didn't love going to school. I didn't love learning anything like that. But I wanted to fight a fire with fire. I, I, knew, I realized what the sports books were doing. I realized how sophisticated sports folks were getting. And I said, I want to do that. I want to have a way of getting lines just like they do. You know, in my opinion, you need to know all this stuff to beat sports. Not necessarily the birthday problem, right? But a vast understanding of statistics. Now, the good news is 
for 99 or let's say 97% of people listening, you're not looking to become a pro sports better. I'm sure there's some people who listen who have that aspiration. That's fine. But most people, that's fine because most of, most of you aren't delusional and you know that you don't have any kind of an edge, right? So it's just, it's just the, I'd say most people listen to this podcast just to learn how to bet a little bit more. You know, that's why these Tuesdays are kind of interesting. You, you can apply to sports betting or not, but that's the good news is for most people out there. It's not like, what am I supposed to do? You, you know, you just rained on my whole parade. How am I supposed to ever make a sports bet again? Unless you're delusional. Most people weren't looking at ESPN for 20 minutes and making a bet and expecting it to be profitable. Right? So that's the good news. The bad news is if you were doing that, I'm sorry, but you're going to need to mix your process up in my opinion. And if you disagree with me and you're going to keep handicapping, like it's the eighties, with you're just scrolling stats on a computer and looking at ESPN and, oh, Tyler, I've got Excel. I've got my Excel spreadsheet. It's like, you're not doing any, you're not helping, you know? It's like, unless you have a real way to use that Excel spreadsheet to actually come up with an advantage, you're wasting your time. So if you're still handicapping like that, I, I call it 1980s handicap. You're gonna get killed. There's not a sustainable way to handicap, in my opinion, unless you incorporate complex math probability statistics but today the birthday paradox you only need 23 people in a room to guarantee or at least guarantee 50 percent you have a 50 percent chance that at least two of them share a birthday so all right that does it for today's show appreciate everyone listening good luck whatever you have going on today or tonight big hockey site tonight a lot of hockey tonight we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on sports betting daily 